The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity, what we are seeing in Latin America and South America and Mexico and a caravan coming to the United States is, in fact, a crime against humanity. And I want to dissect that today. That's what we're going to be talking about. My name is Opal Singleton. You can call in at 866-472-5788. You can also email me at opal, O-P-A-L, at Million Kids. This organization or this uh, radio show is brought to you by Million Kids. We are a million kids because literally more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. I want to talk about a very difficult subject today, and I want to talk about the caravan that is coming to the U.S., uh, threatening to overrun our borders, come in, take what they want, and stay as long as they want and overlook the rule of law. And I want to dissect that because I think every one of us probably, well, some of you may be on one side or the other, but people like myself, I want to look at this from a human trafficking standpoint, and you'll find that I'm on both sides of the fence, which does not help resolve anything. But we do need to dissect what's going on because, first of all, you know, human trafficking is the fastest growing crime in America. California is the number one state. And just recently, the numbers changed on the Polaris call-in hotline. It used to be that one out of four victims in the U.S. were foreign nationals. But that moved up to four out of ten in the last uh, 12 to 18 months are foreign nationals. And I, I believe that it has to do with the fact that we have very porous borders And uh, we have, you know, very little uh, organization that is able to address the issue of having porous borders. It's a fascinating thing. Uh, I'm, as many of you know, I'm very, very time out for a minute, I got to tell you. I'm within like hours of sending my book off to the publisher. It actually might not be until next week, but we'll start the process today. And it, one of the things is called societal shift, a world without borders, a home without walls. And our world has become a world without borders. And that is an interesting time in all of history when you think about it. Part of what I'm talking about is I have followed for a long time this whole migration issue going on in Europe, you know, where people pouring out of Africa, getting in boats, pouring into Italy. On the other side of Italy, they're coming in from Syria and Jordan and Iran and Iraq and everywhere they can and pouring into Italy. So Italy has been completely redefined. UK, completely redefined. Uh, Germany had has m- more than a million foreign people pulling in, pouring in there. Sweden, uh, cities in Sweden, completely, you know, you think of Swedes as blondes, you know, completely almost no blondes left in that area. 
France, as you know, has had all kinds of terrorism. There are whole communities in France that have no-go zones, meaning law enforcement will not go in there. It is hell. You know, criminals prey on the people that are in there because there's no law enforcement. There is no rule of law, no order, and law enforcement is afraid to go in there because they have done away with all the rule of law and have basically set up their own community with their own private system. And so this is an interesting thing because the U.S. is looking at a very similar kind of thing. Now, we have always been a nation that's welcomed immigrants. I mean, you know, and it bothers me when I listen to the news out there and these arguments going back and forth and back and forth. I get that most of us are descended from some immigrant. But they came in legally. They went through the process. They filled out the forms. They did background checks. They learned the the uh, Constitution. They went through a course. They pledged uh, allegiance. And they came in legally. What we're talking about here is unorganized chaos coming in to do whatever they want in their belief. So in the meantime... What I want to address here is what is the impact of human trafficking on this issue because we are an anti-human trafficking uh, company and organization. And so I want to kind of dissect this from from the get-go, if you can. First of all, the name of the game here is, first of all, looking at the countries of origin. I get it. Trust me. If I were living in Venezuela, I'd be the first person on a boat. I get that. I have no qualms whatsoever with somebody trying to get out of that crime. This is a lot of this is happening because many Latin American countries have completely disintegrated for the rule of law. And, you know, what is interesting about that is nobody's willing to look at that in the United States because what they want to do is bring everybody up here and bring no rule of law. They want to cross over the border illegally and come in and do what they want and take what they want because they don't have it. So in essence, what is happening is you have complete deterioration of some governments in Latin America because there is no rule of law. You know, the law enforcement has lost their power or they have become corrupted. They have come on the take and the presidents, and I'm not saying specific presidents, but in some of these cases, politicians are on the take here. And on top of it, they, the rule of law has disintegrated to the point where the average person is having to literally pay taxes to make this work. I did some research on this, and you have to be careful on how you do this because this is such a political issue. And I don't want to make a political statement with this. What I want to do is educate you, first of all, the difference between smuggling and trafficking, and then also how this plays out for human trafficking. So I read an article here by Kevin uh, Seif, I think it is. Kevin Seif, it's early in the morning, can't read that. He's given you a story. Now, one of the things that reporters will do, they'll pick a particular person in this caravan and give you a story so it will tell the story 
they bring you to the conclusion they want you to bring to. You see, one of the things that's going on, a couple of my other shows, we've talked about social media and how it is changing the world. In fact, societal shift is all about how the fact that the entire world is coming together and how it will change our world. And that is a little bit of what is happening here. And the problem with that is none of us are geared to figure out what is the motive of the reporter, what is the level of truth of that reporter, how much bias is there in there, how much fact is in there. You see, we have, and I've been saying this for some time, we have been, we have reached a point with so much social media that 85% of adult graduate adults cannot tell you the difference between a blog, a post, or an ad. And so I do ask you as you evaluate this situation to remember, number one, it's a political season. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, or vegetarian, I don't care. It is a political season. And so these articles and what is being fed to you, depending on which channel you choose, will establish a particular perspective because they want you to vote a particular way. So much of this data is... uh, you know, bias to get your thinking a particular way. I would encourage you that if you're going to analyze this thing as we are today, to try to play both sides of the fence, get information on whatever you can get it, and then say, who is this person? What is the goal of their article? And do I believe that to be true? So this particular person was reporting on a woman named Edith Cruz in Honduras. She was scanning Facebook on her phone when she saw the post about the caravan on a community. Now, let me dissect that first line. So all of this is being put together through social media. You'll see in a minute they're using WhatsApp. So to my point of societal shift, This caravan is not like a grassroots, you know, uh, uh, kind of thing. There are organizers that are putting this together and they are using social media. These people are so poor that they can't survive, but they're looking at social media on their phone. So this is what I'm seeing about societal shift is that even the poorest of the poor will have social media and they will be vulnerable to being lured in. It was October 12th. Now, this is October 23rd. So all this has taken place in 11 days. She and her cousin had just opened a small business selling tortillas where they were confronted by a gang, threatened with death if they didn't hand over half their profits. She looked at the Facebook Book post. <laughs> the avalanche of Hondurans is preparing to leave in a caravan to the United States. Share this. Within three hours, her bags were packed. So, this is being organized through social media. And part of that is an interesting thing. She's saying, on the one hand, that she was threatened if she didn't turn over half the profits. Now, I want to just take you back to something. You know, there's a fight that's been going on for years in America about whether socialism works or capitalism works. And I'm going to tell you that the reason why America is so great that it is and is so successful and why all of these people around the world are trying to crash in here is all the time they're promoting socialism, they are going after the gains of capitalism. 
And it's a fascinating thing when you look at it. The reason why capitalism works is because we have a rule of law that goes in and they try to squash out anybody who is doing exactly what this lady's saying down in Honduras where she was starting to make some money and the gang came in and said that she had to give half of it to the gang. This happened in America in the 20s and 30s and still from time to time happens where businesses are fleeced and forced to pay taxes for some cartels. So what is happening here is they're these cartels are preying on the backs of their own people so they get better, so cartels run the country and the poor people cannot survive. And that would have happened in America if the FBI and literally law enforcement didn't take on a lot of those cartels and those mafias back in, 2000, back in 1920 and 30 and 40. And that is what makes us work today is we have rule of law. And what's fascinating here is they want to pay a coyote money so the cartel gets bigger so they can get to America and break our rule of law so that they don't have to pay a coyote money anymore, except the coyote is coming with them. You don't see truckloads of coyotes going home at the border, just leaving these people off, waving goodbye and going back home. You know, this is the challenge that we have with human trafficking for what it's worth is because of the fact that this literally is taking place right here, about to take place in our own community. So this is a very complex issue. I get that they're poor and they live in oppression, and I get that I would be the first to come in there. But this is an organized activity to promote more money to cartels and dump their people up here so they can collect more money and send that money back home so they can get access to it. So it is an organized attempt at funding more cartels by using human trafficking. And that's where I'm going to go in the next section is we're going to get deep into exactly how this works. My name is Opal Singleton. It is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, so I'd ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. So we are dissecting the uh, this situation with this caravan. Let me uh, back up a minute and just make it clear to the audience in case you've never heard me speak. There is a difference between human smuggling and human trafficking, and it's really hard to tell these days with the media that's out there. They use the two words interchangeably. They are not the same. Human smuggling, you get yourself a coyote and you pay them and they bring you up here and you cross the border illegally, you break the federal law and you are a criminal, but you not are not a victim of human trafficking at that point. If they bring you up here and let you go, there is no force, fraud or coercion. You pay for it. They let you go. You are a criminal. You've broken a federal law. It becomes human trafficking if you get force, fraud, fear, or coercion. So that means they bring it. You pay your coyote money. By the way, coyotes are not members of the Chamber of Commerce. What is being lost in all this conversation is everybody's acting like these people are perfectly safe, all coming up here, you know. They are paying a gang member, a cartel member. They're paying them their hard-earned money, and that coyote brings you up here. And then what happens once you get here is he goes, I know you gave me three to five thousand dollars back there, but you're not going to be free. You're going to pay me another three to five thousand. Have you ever seen men, especially in Southern California, and women standing out on the street corner selling flowers or oranges or tools? They are paying back. That's called debt bondage. They are paying back the additional money because they are threatening these people's families back home. So who is doing the trafficking? The the coyote that they're paying. We're not talking about some American trafficking these people. Yes, it's taking place in our soil. So what is happening is human trafficking starts in those countries, and it's only being imported and executed right here in America. So we're not stopping the human trafficking. We're just giving them an ability to continue on here. I find it fascinating that nobody realizes that these people are traveling with very bad people that they are paying money to. Now, what is happening in the caravan is apparently third parties are paying some money for people who normally couldn't afford to pay a coyote. And now they get up here. Where do you see the buses of coyotes going home? They are not. When you look at these caravans, and I've followed them, I've I've turned on CNN, MSNBC, uh, ABC, Fox News. Uh, I, I, I look at all the different channels. Okay, you see a woman here and there. You see a child here and there. They These guys put the women and children out front. Now, I want you to know this. That is not American citizens putting the women and children out in front of this, this caravan. That is coyotes praying on women and children by forcing them to the front of the thing so they can be filmed so you will believe that the bulk of the the caravan is women and children. You start to look and you will see that at least 80% of that caravan 
are men that are 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 22 years old. Working men that are capable of being part of a military action. I hope that gave you a chill. Because this thing is staged. It is it is put together. I'm going to finish reading this one guy's article. You will see this is all organized on social media with the intent of putting the women and ch- They are the ones that are exploiting the women and children, not us. Okay? And they are using them so they can break our rule of law. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe that this is akin to a military action because of the number of boys and men that are in that caravan. You know, it will not take anything to put the women aside and the children aside. They'll put a few of them up front so that all of us will go, oh, my, look at that poor woman and child. It is them that is putting this women and children. This is exactly how wars are fought in the Middle East, by the way. They put their women and children out front. And why people are not understanding this is human trafficking, but not from us. It is being done by them. I have seen case after case after case long before this caravan that I have studied. I've been studying this matter for 10 years. And literally 70% of those women and those that come up on that train, that come up with a coyote, get raped. It is not American citizens that are raping them. And those coyotes are not getting on a bus and going back home once they get here and they're through with those people. No, they charge those people more money once an illegal migrant or immigrant gets to America, many of them still owe a coyote. And so they're out there working it off. In some cases, they're having sex. We have intercepted many of those cases where they actually have to have sex to pay their coyote, or they sell flowers, or they sell oranges, or they they do other kinds of work out there to pay back the additional money because the coyote is staying in our country. So I want to keep going on this because I want you to maybe get a different look-see about what this happens and that the fact that the human trafficking is taking place within the caravan, not yet within the United States, and Believe me, once they get here, the human trafficking does not stop. So I believe that something must be done here, and part of it is to help you understand. So this woman, all of a sudden, uh, she saw on Facebook where they're forming this caravan, and uh, it said right on there, an avalanche of Hondurans is preparing to leave in a caravan in the United States. Share this. Within three hours, she packed her bag. So get this. It's organized. Somebody's paying for those vans. Somebody's providing them with food. Somebody's providing them with media to follow them. Somebody is providing them with cars. And this is a story that has been orchestrated, choreographed, for the news media exactly at our election time. I do not believe this is an accident. Now, who's financing this? We're going to get to it in a minute, and we'll see. Nobody really knows. There's a lot of different opinions, and I want to look on both sides of the fence. But I want to keep going here. The question of how migrant caravan has been wound its way to an American midterm election Democrats, uh, Republicans are suggesting that Democrats paid for it. Well, Democrats are suggesting somebody else. 
And then you will see there's a talk that it's coming from the um, some of the politicians of Venezuela. Venezuela is totally collapsed. If you don't know anything about it, please Google it. Uh, they went to Bitcoin on their currency because their own currency. And I understand that they're destitute, but what is happening is entire uh, nations are collapsing. Now, these are nations that we are pouring out billions of dollars in aid, millions and billions of dollars in aid. But what is happening, it is not getting to the people. So one more time, it is the government taking our money and preying on those poor people And they're using social media to do it. And now they are using the same people they're preying on and trying to feed them into the United States. You will see one of their hopes is once they get to the United States, that they make the money and they send it back home. Well, you and I, being capitalists and being being, uh, people of, of goodwill, we're thinking, oh, well, that might help because at least some of them can earn some decent money. And maybe they can build their community. No, that doesn't happen there. Once that money goes back home, it is once again confiscated by the cartel. So they're not making any progress on the amount of money. I'm going to share with you a case I know without ever revealing who I know. But I know many. I, I know real immigrants. I know people who are here undocumented. Many of them are excellent, excellent people. Love them to death. I understand what they're doing. And they're the hardest working people you would ever see. But they are still being preyed on by the cartel, even though they're right here in Riverside County in California. Because what happens recently, what happened is this young man, every time he gets money, he wires it back to his home country in Latin America. I'm not going to tell you where. And in this case, he had accumulated nearly $7,000, which in his home country is a lot of money. And and they were concerned about hiding it in the house because the cartel regularly comes through and takes what they want. Again, no rule of law. And that's going to happen in America if we keep transferring this line of, of behavior right up here to us. So what happened is he had been paying a family member to put it in the bank. But guess what? The banks are owned by the cartel. Once he reached about $7,000, then when they went to make a deposit, they went in, they forced her to give up the PIN number, and they took his $7,000. So what is happening is this money that they're earning in America isn't really working to rebuild Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua, and all the and El Salvador. They cannot because there is no rule of law in their country, and now they want to use no rule of law to bring all that up here, but that is not going to solve the problem. The question about how it arised, arose is, is part of his con- conversation, but I want to go back to these people. These people saw this on the WhatsApp group. Okay, so we have Facebook and we have WhatsApp. This is organized through social media using people there who have a political motive and cartels that are going to exploit their own people, bring them to our country, stay and exploit the people in our country to go back and enhance the cartel. Right away, says Irma Rosales, from El Salvador, I knew I would go. She saw the images on the television. She bought a bus ticket to meet up with a group in Guatemala. 
I had been waiting uh, for a way to go north, and then I heard about the caravan. She had fled Honduras for southern Mexico, but was stranded, and she had to pay the smuggler all of her money again. You see, these smugglers, the cartels, we're talking about human smuggling right now, they are trafficking these people because they're taking every dime they have, and then they're staying in America and continuing them to work here and and with the threat of of harming their family back home. This is not solving the problem of human trafficking. I packed my bags in 30 minutes, she said, when she heard about the caravan, when his friend knocked on the door at 4 a.m. and said, we're going. On Tuesday, they stopped to rest. They washed their clothes and buckets of water, sending messages to their family from Internet Cafe and accepting whatever donations they could get. The word was that hundreds more migrants from across Central America were drawing to uh, by the endless media coverage. Who is paying for all that endless media coverage? Who is paying for all those trucks that's putting it together? Who's paying for the food they're being fed? Who's paying for the buses they're putting on. The Honduran government claims the community activists, led by a former legislator named Bartola Fuentes, were initially behind the group, intending to malign their country's leaders. The bulk of the migrants here are from Honduras. There's clear evidence that when it began, Bartola was the person who was in front of the media and faced this event. He's trying to show Honduras as a failed country. And then they go on to say Vice President Pence believes it's being financed by the Venezuelan left-wing government. Do you get what's happening here? These people are being lured in by a fantasy life, by teaching them to break the rule of law. They are being exploited over and over and over by traffickers. They are a pawn in a game. And they will be the ones that's violated. And the cartel gets bigger. And the U.S. has less rule of law every time one of these takes place. My name is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. I'm the host of your show. This show comes to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. They are all archived at exploitedcrimes.com. You are free to share this, listen it, download. You can even get a, a uh, embed code. It's no big deal. And put it on your own website if you want to share this message with others. I'm talking about this caravan because I myself... Uh, I'm trying to sort through what the deal is. I'm the first to say no human being, man, woman, or child, should be exploited sexually, physically, by labor, you know, any way. What we're seeing here, though, is fascinating because it is a social media-driven movement. Right now, we are told... I got the hiccups. (laughs) Anyway, right now we are told that about 7,000 people are coming in this march and that they're going to, you know, put some people ahead and kind of test it at the border first. And then they're just going to try to come in and push their way forward. I guarantee you they will put the women and children out front because the National Guard is going to meet them there and they want that media visual of the National Guard standing against a four-year-old. And so it is a psychology game that is being played, moving together. Cartels that have used social media to create a movement where they are taking poor and innocent people. They are the ones that are exploiting these people, all for the purpose of moving into a country and asking them to step aside the rule of law and allow them in. You know, if they just want aid, if they just want money, if they just want income, you know, they're crossing several countries that speak their own language that can assist them with that. They do not have to arrive in Los Angeles to meet that possibility, if that's the case. But what is fascinating to me is the way this is organized by social media and mixed with news media. And ha- and what is fascinating is the way that social media 
picks and choose its message, chooses its message. So they're saying that this Fuentes maybe started it down in uh, in Venezuela and that it might be being uh, done by people from Venezuela. There is a, a group called the, on the other side of the fence, there's a group, Tim, uh, Tom Fitton, He's asking launch, uh, excuse me, he's asking Trump to launch a criminal investigations that it looks like perhaps maybe Americans are involved in that. He's with an organization called Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, and uh, this particular headline for what it's worth is called uh, Tom Fitton calls on Trump to launch criminal investigation on here. Article by Christina Laylaw, I think that might be. Anyway, his belief is that Americans are involved in it, that it's a political thing. So I want you to be able to dissect what's happening because the person at the bottom of the well, if you will, is that poor migrant who is going to be exploited, exploited by the media, exploited by social media, exploited by their own government, exploited by cartels, and literally demanding that rule of law step aside and they be allowed to live here in America. So one of the questions I have is that, you know, will we be able to see their coyotes going home? You know, when you look that 80% of these are males that are war-age males, military-age males, and they're they're on a march up here, that doesn't seem to concern many people. But, you know, this very thing happened in Lebanon. And I just want you to consider that. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. But we're talking about trafficking. And it's an interesting thing that you have all of these males traveling with a few females and some children. And you got to know that those people are not being protected. We know from all the trafficking work I've done before, 70% of those women are raped along the way. Where is the outcry that so few women and so many men are all traveling together wanting to charge towards our border? Where is the reality of that? You see, what is happening is all of this is being created, especially on social media, And they're giving a biased look at it. It said, by mid-October, the explosion of media coverage and viral social media posts across Central America. Do you get what I'm just talking about here? We're talking about entire countries that are collapsing, that are extremely poor. These people have almost no money to live on. And yet they are organized by viral social media. Where do they get the viral social media? It prompted an explosion in the number of migrants. This truly is a world without borders, a home without walls. Within days of the caravan's departure from San Pedro Sula, almost no one could pin down the group's official origin story. They could cite only that the Facebook posts came on and the television programs told them that they had, uh, that had led to their own decision to migrate. Most of them watched the caravan grow in real time. I want you to remember something. Besides the 7,000 that are on their way, 
There's another 7,000 organizing in El Salvador as we speak. And as you can tell, with social media, it only takes a little bit of time to build a caravan with social media. Now, I'm asking you, you know, who are the lovely folks that these people are all traveling with that are organizing these cartels? You know, we're not talking the Red Cross running this thing here. We're not talking World Vision forming a, mi- a migrant caravan. We are talking about cartels that are receiving money from those people that are in that caravan. And they will ask for more money when they get here. That is called human trafficking. When I arrived at the bus, trouble, bus terminal, there were 30 people. A few hours later, there were hundreds. It says that migrant Caravans have traveled through Central America for years, part human rights protests, part effort to guarantee safe passage, traversing a dangerous route north. Normally, the Central American migrating the U.S. must pay a series of cartel-linked smugglers. That's called human smuggling, okay? Not human trafficking, human trafficking, human smuggling. Normally, a Central American migrating to the U.S. must pay a series of cartel-linked smugglers to make the jury. A sum that can reach nearly $10,000. Now, I'm not going to suggest that everyone in that migrant uh, caravan is paying $10,000. let us say that a lot of them are poor and somebody's paying for them. But, you know, I'm going to tell you that for the most part, the cartel's not going to go, hey, we're just having this protest, so you come along free. Cartels don't operate, operate that way. Let's suppose that each person paid 2000 and there's 7000 people there. That right there is $14,000 just going to a cartel. So it says that you must pay a series of cartel-linked smugglers to make the journey, a sum that can reach more than $10,000. If they're paying $10,000 and there's 7,000 7, of them, that's $700,000. So what is happening here is that they said when they reach southern Mexico, they reach so much media attention in the final days that it appears to set the groundwork for larger and uh, larger exodus and many more migrants. The current group is exponentially bigger than the previous caravans, and now what they're doing is they're soliciting Hondurans, Guatemalans, Salvadorans who missed their chance in this caravan so they can get the next one. So this is a difficult thing here because we all are people of good heart. I'm going to tell you, as I've said a million times, if it were me, I'd be the first one coming up. But this is not just some people who are being harmed in these foreign countries that want to make their way. This is organized crime, in my opinion. What really concerns me is where this is headed, and I don't see anybody's dialogue on this. You know, uh, one uh, I, I'm trying to remember the name of a book that was written um, I can't think of the name of that book, Why They Why They Fight, I think was the name of it, but it was the story of Lebanon, and they did the same thing. They it because, I think it was the Palestinian War, and they felt bad for the people, and so they began to allow them in, and what happened is literally they took over the country of Lebanon. And what is concerning me here is if I were seeing a caravan that was maybe 50% women, maybe 60% women and children and and like that, 
I would say to myself, you know, I'm very concerned and we need a massive effort. You know, maybe they don't come in illegally and break our laws. You see that one of the things that's a concern is that we've all decided that we need to do away with all immigration laws because this is a humanitarian thing. And I get that. But all you're doing is replacing the humanitarian in Honduras with humanitarian here. And if I were seeing, you know, the majority of this be women and children, I would say we need to just jump all over this. If I were seeing busloads of coyotes go home and not prey on the people when they get here, I'd feel a little better about it. But I'm going to tell you, I work in human trafficking. You know, out of out of a recent case of picking up MS-13, 500 MS-13 up in New York, more than one-fourth of them were unaccompanied minors. They were kids, just the age of those people that you see coming in, and they have been pl- placed in our schools to recruit our kids into sex trafficking. Over here in L.A., they picked up 173, and one-fourth of them were MS-13 kids. Kids that are unaccompanied minor that are MS-13 members. The cartel stays here. And in fact, not only do they stay here, they continue to prey on the people when they get here. Somehow we have this Disneyland approach that once they cross our border, they're safe. And they just get to go out and live the life we live. No, cartels and coyotes are not going home. They stay here and they go you know what, I know your family back home and you're going to give me another 3000 or I'm going to hurt you back there. We are simply importing the cartel from there to here and it will change our lives and America forever. This is Opal Singleton. It's up against that break. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity 
Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the caravan that is headed towards our way. One of the things that I've tried to search my soul on, because I am a humanitarian at heart, that's why I do the work I do. You see a woman who's being raped by one of these cartel members or a kid that's being molested or, you know, a child that's being put in front of a webcam for sexual molestation because it's worth a couple thousand or ten thousand dollars. And it just breaks your heart. But I try to look at what the long term solution is. You know, what would be ideal is if that you got rid of the corruption in Central and Latin America I mean, what they're trying to do is solve a very large problem by literally replanting it in America, and that is not going to fix it. Now, there are many good organizations, I bet some of you are in the audience, that send aid down there. I can send aid to someone in Guatemala, and we know how to do that, and I care deeply about that. These churches go down there, they give blankets, they give food, they take a lot of things because money has a tendency to be confiscated by cartels. That is one of the problems. Until these countries get rid of their corrupt regimes, this is not going to go away, you know, because we give them a lot of aid, but the aid does not get to the people. And so the answer to that, of course, is churches then go down and they give aid to as many people as they can. And I know that there are a lot of good, hardworking immigrants up here in America that's sending home that money. But I also know that that money gets confiscated by the cartel. So simply allowing a massive replant from Latin America into the U.S. is not going to take away the exploitation and human trafficking element of it. That is my point that nobody seems to be talking about. When I see those caravans with those children and those women, I I say, where is the outrage? Where is the protection for them? that we know that they're not being violated. Where is the outrage that these organizations put the women and children out front so they get photographed first, and then when you start to see the rest of the caravan, you see out there thousands and thousands of able-bodied teenage guys or, or young adult male guys. Where is that outrage? Where is the outrage that these countries are literally enhancing the cartel by selling drugs and trafficking their people in America to enhance the cartel back home? This is very big business. Think about this. You know, uh, your average person will pay a minimum of 5000 to get brought into the U.S., and then they usually charge them another 3000 there. All the once they're here, and then they have to earn it off. So let's say $8,000. And how many illegal, undocumented immigrants are paying that bill? And the cartel gets bigger, the crime gets bigger, and we are not solving the problem. And more people get exploited. And so this is my point here, is they're using social media to change the world, to drive this movement, to come in crash our borders and obscure the rule of law. The thing that's interesting is, as I pointed out several times here, is the cartel isn't going to go home that's traveling with them, that's controlling them. They're here, and then they enroll in our schools and begin to exploit our kids. And so this is a fascinating thing that nobody is calling it what it is. It is those people who are exploiting their own people 
and using social media to gain sympathy so that they can get more money to enhance their cartel. And the cartel will get bigger. And this is a problem. I care deeply about that victim. I want to help that victim. But literally allowing them to come along in thousands of caravans controlled by cartels and gang members and subsidize somebody is putting out a lot of money for media. More money for media than they are for those people. I would be willing to bet you if they were putting out the same amount of money to enhance those people's lives back in their home and make sure they got it, not the cartel, we would be on the way to solving this problem. But what we're doing is putting the money out for media and we're abusing those people more. And it is not us that is doing it. We are watching the abuse, and I am surprised at the UN. I am surprised at the International uh, Watch Foundation. Where is the outrage of what they are doing to their people on public television, and why don't they gather up the money to allow them to go back home and oversee the fact that the people in that caravan get their money in their own place and that the cartels are wiped out? You see, I believe this is a game of war. That's what I believe. I believe this is a political movement perfectly timed for the U.S. election to be able to allow thousands of people, many of which are not good people, while they're praying, they're praying publicly on other people, and then to say that we are bad people for not allowing them into our borders because we need to do away with the rule of law. The question I have here is if they're not going to respect our immigration laws, what other laws are they not going to respect once they get here? Because obviously the rule of law doesn't count. I mean, we already see it once it's up here. I'm kind of running out of time, but I want to give you an analogy I was thinking this morning. I spent a lot of time on the 91 freeway, and sometimes I'm out there three hours just setting, trying to go 45 miles. And what I see is the line I'm setting in is not moving, headed towards Orange County. But the line on the other side isn't very busy as it's headed towards Riverside. And I was thinking about this problem the other day, and I thought, what if maybe uh, five or 600 of us, or maybe 7,000 of us, decided that we're going to cross over on the other side of the freeway, which isn't very busy, and go against traffic because we could get to Orange County sooner and we are being exploited sitting out there for three hours. You see what I'm talking about? We don't go on the other side of the wall and go against traffic because we're going to get hurt. It's going to cost us. We are going against the law. We set out there and we work our way through solving the problem. And there is no effort, no energy around the globe to help these people in these foreign countries solve their own problem so they do not have to be exploited to come to America, continue to be exploited. You see, these people act like once they get here, they're all going to live the lives we live. That isn't going to happen. Those coyotes are here. They're traveling in their own community. And I can tell you from the human trafficking cases I handle that once they get here, that they are continuing to be exploited on our soil because the people they traveled with don't go home. 
except it is taking place in our neighborhoods. We see it in many neighborhoods throughout America that are totally taken over and operated and controlled by cartels. We had it right here in our area. $1.43 million in drug money was taken out right down the street from the Sinaloa cartel. Right out here, 30 miles from me, was the Mexican mafia and the, and the uh, I can't think of the other one right now, uh, Serenos. And so they are amongst us just because these people have needs. Let's meet their needs in their own country with the rule of law and demand that the UN come in and make interference in their country and help make their country safe so they don't have to bring their crime to our country. This is Opal Singleton. You may or may not agree with me, but I wanted to give you a lot to think about, and maybe I have. You know, this is a travesty. It's a travesty for the victims. Man, women, and child, men get exploited. Men get trafficked in these situations. And we must stand up and say, we are not bringing this to the U.S. We need to solve their problem in their country And all of us come together and understand no man, woman, or child should be exploited, no matter who they are, but certainly they should not be exploited to make the cartel get bigger. When the cartels get bigger, then the people who follow the rule of law are going to lose. This is Opal Singleton. I hope that you uh, will share this show with others. You can write to me at opal at millionkids.org. I'll see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.